0: Uh, Pat Mayo Pat Mayo
1: Pat Mayo experience. Experience. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience 2020 Honda Classic Picks Preview one and done We've got it all here for you Jeff Feinberg will be joining me momentarily as he is already on the scene near the Honda Classic In Palm Beach, Florida, West Palm Beach, or Palm Beach Gardens, whatever the hell it is. Too many beaches. I mean, it's nice, and the weather's nice and everything, and you have all these beaches, but, you know, I'm not near a beach, so it triggers me just a little bit. I'll be there on the weekend, though, with my friends from the DFS Open, but before we get to that, I want to tell you how you can win some bucks. Way number one, subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast, leave a five-star review, DraftKings handle, something you like about the show, and boom, you'll be in a draw for $100 DraftKings. If you want to get into a draw for $20. DraftKings dollars. Smash the like button for the episode. Leave your DraftKings handle in the comment section. Pick me a winner for the Honda Classic. As someone who just had another second place finish, I could use an actual winner. This time around, I'm not going to lie to you. 2020 is not going well for old Pat Mayo. Uh, Other few things, the Custy Awards are now open to voting. You can find the link to vote in the description of this podcast and video in the Pat Mayo Experience Listeners League. The link is out. It's in the description of this video or podcast. $15 to play, three max entry, no rake, best tournament on DraftKings. Get your ass into it. Winners from last week of the giveaways, by the way, $100 DK, dollars, Whitman 22, and Psychedelic 666. He's taking that money straight to hell. Uh, $20 winners, Dovid 74, R. Bergdahl, R. Crip Cage, Above Av 1985, and Triple C 316. Not as good as Austin 316, but Triple C. Eh, it's like the lower tier. Still won 20 DK bucks. Congratulations to everyone and everyone who won big this week because there was a lot of winners. I don't want to run them all down today because I forgot to write them down. Either way, become a member at FantasyNational.com. If you want the best tools and stats in the biz, FantasyNational.com slash PME will get you 20% off. Highly recommend it. Let's bring him in. Jeff, you're on vacation. How's it going?
0: Uh, Fantastic so far.
1: Did you get to watch much of the W? It might get
0: better when I abandon my family on the weekend to hang out with you
1: guys. Is there any sort of process that you have to go through to make sure that you have free reign on the weekend?
0: Um. Yeah, you know, just 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 sort of uh, keep on keeping on through the week. It's it's uh, we process. I had the little one all to myself yesterday, as my wife got to enjoy herself, but I'll be making uh, triple good on that, uh, come next weekend.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, and you'll have money to spend drinks on you this weekend because not only did you mm. hit, not only did you hit Patrick Reed, the bad boy at his number to win WGC Mexico. You also had Bryson. I only had Bryson. So I feel like a schmuck.
0: Uh, and I'm going to pat myself a little harder because I had Josh Teeter on a live play at hundred to one, which allowed an ample great hedging opportunity when Teeter birdied the late par five in Hovland was a questionable birdie situation. And all he managed to do was Eagle chip in and then drain a monster putt on, on 18 for, for the victory. So yes, I am ready to be overexposed this week. Absolutely.
1: And you're going to be there. We're going to all be there in person, at least on Saturday, if people are around, I mean, I'm sure you'll run into some of us uh, at PGA national, but was there anything else like, Riviera was fun. I actually thought the weekend at the the WGC was probably like the best, both viewing experience, probably the best tournament of the year so far. Absolutely.
0: Uh, Yes, Riviera was fun. Yes, it felt magical. Yes, we had trouble enjoying how great it was because we, at least myself, was so triggered um, about the broadcast and the many aspects of it. But this week, I mean, thoroughly entertaining every round. I mean, outside of the first round where I guess you all went to bed Thursday night thinking like, oh my God, it's Rory's world and we're all just living in it again. And uh, from then it just ended up being, yeah, to your point, maybe the best tournament of the year, start to finish.
1: I heard a lot of like rumblings about Rory. It's like, oh, once again, Rory can't close, da-da-da-da-da. How come Rory gets labeled with the can't close? But if Justin Thomas gags away elite, it's like, oh yeah, no big deal.
0: That is a very good point, I would think. Um, Obviously, Rory contends a lot. We've been through this a lot. Rom contends a lot. These guys contend a lot. They're bound to win. Justin Thomas, uh, off the top of my head, I could name a handful of tournaments that he has gagged away uh, recently, and he doesn't seem to get that sort of heat. That being said, let's not kid ourselves. People with like Justin Thomas or Rory bets yesterday seem to be the upset ones. Only one group of fans or ticket holders can be upset. And those are the Bryson ticket holders. That guy should have won this thing by 14 strokes, (laughs) literally.
1: Yeah, and and he didn't. That's probably because I'm turning into Andercust. Like, if I have money on you, you're going to have – I basically had given up. So after Saturday, Bryson was making the run. He was looking great. Then he gave it all back on the back nine, started the day four strokes back. I watched the first hole of the tournament. He three-putted on hole one, then didn't birdie hole two. I was like, well, he's not making a comeback here. I I might have a better chance of Paul Casey going on a run at this point uh, to kind of bail me out of this. And I I went to the park. I brought my kid out for a bit. I came back, and all of a sudden, Bryson's in the lead, and Justin Thomas is gagging everything away. And then at one point, he opens up a two-stroke advantage and even has the extra hole on read. Gets to a par five, blows it. Three putts on... Like... (laughs) it just devastating at this point. And I love Patrick Reed. So I'm kind of glad if anyone was going to beat Bryson, the Patrick Reed won. but how triggered are like most PGA golf media people that Reed and Bryson were one too? Cause I love it.
0: Oh my God. You know, we, we are, we, we differ on a handful of things, but on this issue, we are so like-minded. I am in heaven. And the fact that they not both played great, the fact that it seems like they've literally, seem like genuinely good buddies and are sort of relishing it in it. And even Bryson was quoted in an article. I saw our boy EP uh, uh, Eric Patterson from the score type that uh, Bryson acknowledges he feels both of them get a really bad rap and they've sort of bonded over it. I love it. I love it. Ryder cup pairing. Let's go.
1: Well, I mean, we talked a lot about like Reed would need to play his way on the team just to avoid Like, any crappy circumstance that he could be put in where, like, you could leave him off if you wanted to just because people don't like him. It doesn't look like he's going to be left off the team this time around.
0: Winning a WGC when you have Reed's other consistent results, in my opinion, has essentially locked his space on the team. He would have to fall off the face of the earth, in my opinion, to not make this team now. Literally. Literally. Or, or he would have to get barnstormed by a couple guys who were really not expecting to to be part of it. But, but I'm all for it. You know me. I've been talking about this you know, even as the President's Cup was unfolding. Like, oh, my God. This guy, like, get him on the team. Get him on the team. I relish all the Reid hate. I relish it. Did he, I mean, his 12-foot, 8-foot, 7-foot par putts, we even saw it at Riviera. The guy's stroke is wizardry. It's wizardry. And we've mentioned many times, Pat, that from a swing plane dynamic, he seems to have one of the most inconsistent swings in all of golf. Um, you know, the data guy seemed to say there really is no rhyme or reason to it. It can be all over the map at times, but man, can he put it together. Oh, so pure. I, I love the guy. I- Sorry, I could wax poetic all day. I'm literally at a crossroads in my life as it comes to my Twitter avatar. And if I had to make a change, and I am seemingly going to be forced to make a change as life is pulling us in different directions, I, it might just be Reed. It might just be Reed. He's been so good to me. I was on that Northern. Every time this guy wins, I'm a part of it. I, I, I fucking love him. I love him. Oh, my God.
1: So someone actually uh, he might be po- my favorite
0: athlete in sports.
1: <laughs> so Someone actually made the point to me that the original, you know how we do our FOMO bets and usually just devolves into, at least the past few years, like Luke List and uh Luke and C woo Kim, not great at woos, by the way, old C woo. Uh, better than Andrew Cust, worse than me, and I'm worse than Ric Flair. So he's third in the woo power rankings of actually doing the woo sound. But our originals were Patrick Reed and Martin Keimer. If we had if I had just stuck to Patrick Reed, I'd be up all the monies.
0: Yeah, and even going back to you know, sort of like when he won in the playoff last year, like even you in the weeks leading up to that win had acknowledged Patrick Reed is a born winner. He's now at a number where you can auto bet this guy and he's guaranteed to make it for you. And, and here we are less than a year again, he's winning another big event, FedEx cup playoff events, WGC. Don't forget when he won this event in the Doral incarnation of it, what did he say? I'm a top five player in the world. Sure. We can debate it, but you love the swag. And it's so funny. He's bringing home that Gene Sarazen trophy uh, again. And, you know, to our longtime listeners, Pat going in the way back machine me and you used to freak out at the discrepancy in Jordan Spieth and Patrick Reed Dodds. Remember?
1: Yeah, not, and now we still do it because Jordan, or Jordan Spieth isn't like 150 to one to win tournaments.
0: Yeah, so I can wax poetic all day. I think Reed and Justine are great for the game. And sadly, the Houston Astros, they're going to fill stadiums this summer. People hate them. They want to boo them. Patrick Reed is great for what we do. Uh, I think he's great for the game, despite all his faults. And you want to label him a cheat. That is fair. That's fair. I can't, I can't, I mean, there's video evidence of it, but you want to label him a cheat. You better also be ready to label him as a guy that just wins big paychecks and will do it consistently. What's he won? Masters FedEx cup, FedEx cup WGC. They'll throw in a Wyndham here and there, sure. But what a fucking guy. What a guy. Uh, So I I know I just keep going, but I'm just continually going to pat myself on the back here. Why do we love betting Patrick Reed? Because on Sunday, when he is tied, losing, it doesn't matter. Out there with players with a superior skill level than him, he doesn't blink. He doesn't wilt. He loves it. He loves it. The man in black yesterday, whoo!
1: The black knight. (laughs) I had uh, Stephen Hennessy on the show on Saturday. If people missed it, I've been dropping some golf chats on the weekend. You can find the link in the description of the video or podcast. And we talked about Reed as a villain. And if you were to program right now Sunday at the Masters, the final three pairings for TVs. And I'm going to ask you, because I had my opinions on it. Who do you think the six golfers would be that would be the best for CBS on Sunday? Do I
0: need to pair them or just list the golfers?
1: You can, you can pair them together if you like for extra credit.
0: Okay. I'm not really prepared. I need to list them and then maybe I would consider pairing. Uh, okay. okay so, Tiger.
1: So or, I think, I think Tiger and Phil go one, one and one. Like you put those two guys together.
0: Sure. And so Rory with the grand slam aspect against any other, like all world player would be fantastic. So Rory, Phil, Tiger.
1: I, I think, Ricky, uh, I think Ricky is one you have to put in there because he's incredibly popular.
0: So that so are you literally making me round out my squad with Reed, Bryson, Ricky? Because that I, would be me.
1: I, I mean, I, I for us, I think that Bryson is in there. I don't know for the general public if Bryson is, but I think that Reed as a villain has to be one of those guys because you have to throw in, like, people will have their opinions on Tiger and Phil, but... Everyone, everyone who used to hate Phil has kind of come around on Phil, myself included. They're like, "Hey, I'm, I'm kind of. He's old. He's hilarious. Let's let's root for Phil now." And some people root against Tiger, but that's a vast minority. I root for. And Reed. even to
0: the speed point, we we like to cheer for him now a little bit because it's gone so far down the ugly road, too, yeah. right?
1: But I, I mean, I don't know, like who would be the sixth guy? Because I think those are the five guys. Like, do you throw Brooks, Rom, DJ, Justin Thomas? I don't feel like these guys move the needle.
0: I think it'd have to be Brooks.
1: He's the next guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's got, I mean, selfishly, I like Bryson, but in terms of the ultimate wet dream for those sister kissers over at CBS, uh, it would have to be Brooks just because what his trophy case exists of how he is so brash and bravado uh, to have him out there in the midst of Tiger glory, uh, Rory grand slam, a Phil one last hurrah Ricky, you know, the Mr. Popular. Yeah. It has to be Brooks. It has to be Brooks. It, yeah, would. it I, would.
1: I think it, I think you're probably right. It does have to be Brooks. Someone did say that the sixth person could be Fred Couples. That would draw.
0: They're, they are right. You have that Darren Clark, Tom Watson type moment is always ex- excellent as well, but I'm not here for that.
1: But I, I feel like that role is now actually occupied by Phil if he was to get into it.
0: Good point. You, yeah, you're right. You're right. Sometimes you almost like forget you won't want to give Phil credit and you don't want to sort of throw him in there but reality probably says he is that guy so yeah fair enough
1: yeah uh do you think this EVR thing is going to continue like is everyone like on him now
0: i don't know i don't know i listen i'll say yes because what did i mean yes it was the euro tour but this guy flirted every week with a trophy Every week, this guy was, like, in the mix, and we had the running jokes, like, EVR Sundays. would have been crazy if he pulled it off. I, I don't know. He had all the chip in. It sort of felt like water would find its level, but I'm here for EVR. I'm not betting him, though.
1: No, no, no. I I just meant, like, we see this kind of happen every single year, that there's one... International player. I want to say Euro, but he's not European. He's South African and like went to the college in Minnesota. So very acclimated. A lot like Dylan Fortelli in that way. Came over to play, but is from South Africa. Either way, that I would always- say
0: Wallace last year felt like that guy that like had some really nice showings and we all like sort of fell for him.
1: Yeah, and Wallace showed up the PGA Championship, so that was a bit later in the year, like, when he actually kind of spiked. But it feels like Charles did this one year, and then he ended up going on to win the Masters. Like, it seems like there's one or two Euro guys that everyone kind of, like, who follows golf knows about, and then they come over and actually start getting it. Like, Tommy was this guy, like, three years ago.
0: Yeah, yeah, ab- listen, when I was at the Honda three years ago yelling at him that I had him at 80-1 to one for the Masters, you're right, he was that guy then.
1: So I'm just, do you think that there's anyone else? I like, I mean, EVR played the Genesis two weeks ago and then missed the cut because I had bet on him that week. Didn't bet on him last week. That was a mistake. And I believe that I said he had no chance of winning on the show. The only correct p- prediction that I actually had that he did not win. Hot take for me. But I, don't know, I, I can't get over. He wears these low cut socks and he like rolls up the bottom of his pants. It looks like he's wearing sweatpants. It's really weird. It's just very jarring to see on a golf course.
0: Yeah, and I don't know whether you were watching when the commentators were talking about it, and I don't know who it was, but one of the commentators mentioned that, like, they're still not used to it. It still bothers them. They love EVR. They love his game. But seeing those, like, uh, tight ankle pants that, like, Ricky tried out a bit, like, just jars some of these old school golf guys.
1: Yeah, it's, I'm not for or against it. It just looks, I mean, good on him for differentiating himself. You got to be tall to pull those off, though. That's the problem with Ricky. He's, like, my height, so that's not good. Yes,
0: and you are right. It's, it, it is something you just notice. It's like a, a, a yeah, something you notice him for, like, you know, when someone would wear knickers or something.
1: Yeah. It's like Bryson's hat. I, I feel like a lot of the hate towards Bryson is derived from his hat.
0: I... <laughs> I will acknowledge that it used to really bother me. Like, remember when Bryson first came on and it bothered me and Tim would always like him and refer to it as his jaunty chapeau?
1: Yeah, do you remember that Bryson was Tim's guy until that week he gave up? He gave up on Bryson. He finally, like, he had backed him, whatever, 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 for, like, three straight months. He's like, screw this guy, he sucks. Then he won the immediate next week, and he's been, like, good ever since. Sounds like Tim. Well, do do you worry, because Hovland won, and that's Tim's guy, Victor Hovland, that he's going to succumb to the Puerto Rico open curse and never win an event again?
0: (laughs) Hold on. So you're saying yesterday will be just how we like to make fun of Tony Finau for outdueling Steve Marino for his one trophy. It'll be the uh, remember when Hovland out- dueled Josh Teeter for his one win.
1: Yeah, well, I went I, when I talked about the Puerto Rico Open last week, and you go look back at all the winners, only one winner had ever won a tournament again after winning the Puerto Rico Open, and it was Michael Bradley, who, Dear God, who won the Puerto Rico Open again.
0: Henley, uh, Henley's won a few, though, right? He's won uh, Hen-
1: Henley, never won the Puerto Rico, Hen- Henley, never won the Puerto Rico Open. Oh.
0: Sorry, I misheard that.
1: Yeah, so not great, the track record of those winners. I hope that's not the case, put it that way, because I like Victor Avland.
0: you like him this week?
1: I don't like him this week, no.
0: Do you? No, 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 no.
1: I, I actually... Young I,
0: guy wins first event, all the text, all the dress. Uh, no, I, I Listen, I'm not disciplined enough. I, I like to think of it, I don't give these guys enough credit. I'm sure they're all very disciplined human beings, but I can only imagine your night when you, your your next few days when you win your first ever PGA tour event.
1: And you're in a play like you're in, I guess you have to get on like the plane and go to Miami, although it's pretty close, but you know, the party time in resort country in Puerto Rico is probably pretty good.
0: I would, I would say so. I would say so. I can tell you Pat that I was out for breakfast this morning And it was a cavalcade of guys that are over 300 to one. We're all around me. Oh, really? Yeah. Scott Harrington, way skinnier than his profile picture. Like you'd think he was a a chubby guy in his profile picture. Uh, Scott Harrington, uh, Adam Svensson. uh, I don't know. It was like a random, very random Motley crew. Don't worry. I didn't know them per se, but they're dressed apart. And then you just scroll the Honda field board and, uh, with the pictures and they were easy to point out, but yes, that's life in, in Palm beach. I'm sure if you hit up a Starbucks here, you're, you're, you'll be within five feet of a pro.
1: Are you, uh, how many, I saw you played on the weekend. How many like prep rounds are you getting in? Cause me and you were playing together as a part of a team at the DFS open.
0: I played, I played once on the weekend with uh, Joe for uh, at tour picks and I won't be playing again. Uh, again, I don't think my wife will let me just abandon and disappear to get the game of golf in uh, because I plan on being disappeared all weekend. It went horribly. I'm not going to lie. Like I topped everything uh, first round since like October. It was a three club wind. I was, I was not okay. This Bermuda grass pad. It's like spongy. I'm used to playing on like real grass. Like the, the Bermuda thing is real. It is real. And I mean, I'm sure to the pros, it's a bit of a different thing. But to all of us coming down here from our northeastern parts, you never played on these Florida tracks before. I'm telling you, the grass just like holds your club. Not kidding.
1: Well, that's not good news for me. Uh, I'm going to try to get in one practice round before the Saturday. Uh, actually, tomorrow on the show, because Rick Gaiman released DFS pricing for each of the teams, that Rick and Ben are both going to be on the show tomorrow to break down the Honda Classic. Then we may have to give some picks for the DFS Open. Rick, Ben, and I are going to play together on the Friday as well to get our one practice round in. The only like saving grace that I have for our team, because I'm probably the worst person on our team, is one we need the people playing with us, the two dudes who bought the spot to be really good. And I need to be like Speeth on the greens. Like if there's a 50 foot putt to be made, I need to be making it.
0: Yeah. Not really sure. all like the, the format and everything, but I, anyone expecting anything from me is um, going to be severely disappointed.
1: At least you got a round underneath your belt. Like that's huge.
0: Yes. Uh, I got around on my belt. I didn't take, I didn't even hit the range. It just went right there. It was bad. Every single one of those shots should have happened on the range, but, uh, anyhow, we're here. I'm looking forward to it. It actually should be, uh, a great time. I am really excited for, for the weekend. It's almost like the ray of light at the end. And it's like my serenity now when my mother-in-law is like really annoying me. I just, just stay. I'm just Just think think about the weekend ahead.
1: Listen, I might shoot 195 (laughs) at this thing, but as long as the weather isn't in the minuses, I think I'm going to be pretty happy.
0: Oh yeah. I can't wait. And even, even, you know, people giving, and I don't blame much, but the field, it's not the strongest, uh, even for Honda standards, but I think it's the perfect motley crew for, for us. True DFS degenerates.
1: Oh, yeah, there's, there's some quality guys that we like to wager on and play in our DraftKings lineup this week. But let's get into the Honda. PGA National, one of the hardest courses on tour. Uh, if it's windy, it's going to be hard. If it's really windy, it might be the toughest tournament all year. It's a par 70, and it's you know under 7,200 yards. Bermuda Greens, we know all about it. Strokes Gained Approach plays bigly here. Uh, it has over 50% more combined influence on the top five finishers than strokes gained off the tee and strokes gained around the green combined. So you want your iron guys dialed in. They got to make a few putts. Keith Mitchell, obviously, a lot of people hit him here last year at 150 to one. Not me, I had Brooks. I bet Brooks like once in the past three years, he lost to Keith Mitchell. So telling you, it's not going well for the not even 2020, the best year for me in betting on these guys. Just anyone who's good ends up being shit on Sunday. And anyone like bad, I bet on just immediately folds away anyway. But in terms of the field itself, we talked about this a little bit last year because it was the first time that we saw it. But because of the schedule realignment where Mexico is now the week before and the players is now into March, that this tournament is the one that got screwed in terms of field strength.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh the total parlay, the the real killer was I think Tiger taking control of Riviera. That sort of like really put a nail in this thing cuz that's just so many guys now flock to Riviera and the WGC and they're not playing three in a row. We got Bay Hill coming up, we got the players coming up and It's a hard track. It's not really the most ideal place to get yourself right for the big events coming. And that was sort of the word from inside Tiger's camp is it's not a health issue for him. But like in terms of like only caring about the Masters at this moment, it's not an ideal place to be playing golf, if that makes any sense.
1: Yeah, it would actually work out better if somehow this tournament was like, you know how the Canadian Open is right before the U.S. Open? This would be a great one to have the week before the U.S. Open in terms of like prep.
0: Yeah. Narrow fairways, incredibly penal situations. I mean, this tournament is scary, Pat. Um, One or two shots and your guy is just done. Like you miss hit a couple shots and your whole week is just gone. If that happens on Thursday and Friday, you could miss in the cut. If that happens on the weekend, any chance of winning, or you'll just tumble down the leaderboard. I mean, literally that's the type of razor thin margins that are around this place.
1: Yeah, it's funny. When I went and looked at the stats uh over the past few years, you'd think that accuracy was really huge here, because if you do venture off the fairway, you're either in one of the million bunkers that are around. Water's in play on fifteen holes, and the rough is super penal. But distance actually wins out in the end. I think it's because a lot of bombers scale back off the team. Remember we always talked about like Woodland always wins at short courses, and this is one where he's won in the past think he won here in the past no he didn't win here in the past he ended up losing oh, he, didn't. To, he ended up losing to Ricky Fowler in that one but uh, a few years ago but it's one where you can scale back off the tee improve your accuracy but you still have the distance to get to the long par fives and two which I think is like the the overall clincher when it comes down to it
0: it's quite an incredible of I mean the last seven winners Pat they've either been pretty much the chalk or over 200 to one I mean this is going to be This is gonna be a fun card to build. I'm not gonna lie; I'm pretty excited.
1: Yeah, I'm not. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Yeah, that's the the thing. I don't know. I'm excited to to build it. I have no idea. Like, so the past winners: like Keith Mitchell won at minus nine last year. JT beat Luke List in a playoff at minus eight the year before. Fowler beat Woodland. He was minus twelve. Adam Scott beat Sergio that year, minus nine. Patty Harrington beat Berger in a playoff, uh, and Poulter in a playoff. Poulter make the puff? No, Poulter gassed it in the water on the 72nd hole. Harrington won at minus six, Russell Henley minus eight, Michael Thompson minus nine, and Rory at minus 12. Like when I was looking at corollaries as well, Sony Open pops up a lot. I think it's because now the strength of field is down there, but it's like a coastal windy track on Bermuda that's not super long, both par 70s. Uh, You see a lot of crossover success between those two courses, not necessarily in terms of the winners, but just guys that pop up inside the top 10
0: you are probably um, onto something. Although that being said, I don't know, you mentioned accuracy doesn't really seem to be as pivotal as pivotal as I'm perceiving it to be. And at Sony, you got it pretty wide as well.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, they're both Sony's one of the courses where you don't hit as many fairways, but if you hit it into the rough at Sony, like it's not that big of a deal. I think here it's where there are so many forced layups because of water that guys that would normally hit driver are just like, yeah, screw it. I hit a five iron. And they can hit that down in the middle, no problem.
0: Yeah. Uh, this is the type of tournament, Pat, where anyone I am betting, I literally just be like, you just got to shoot like a one under, a two under, a one under, and then have your like one good round. And you're right there. You're like right there. You don't even have to do a lot, but it's so penal and everyone's losing strokes constantly around this place. Par can be very beneficial in many situations, but you don't need to ask a lot of, of your scores. And it, it allows a specific type of player to, to really potentially be involved.
1: I think so. I the, almost any skill set can win here. We've seen that. Like it's really tough to scramble around PGA National. You end up getting to the Bear Trap and you just put, like Ryan Palmer is plus 39 in his career in the Bear Trap. That's not good.
0: That's pretty funny.
1: Yeah. So
0: <laughs> my, my, my my well, you know, you say Ryan Palmer, sadly my only memory of him at the moment was his like seven chunk at Riviera.
1: His seven chunk at Riviera, he probably should. He tried to hit that like three wood out of the bunker at Sony, and he's played. It's funny because he's lost in a playoff to Rory here too. So he's had success at both Sony and this tournament, like relative in the past. He's just really bad in the bear trap. He's good at all the other holes, and the bear trap gets all the pub for being really tough. That's fifteen to seventeen, but holes four through six are so. On the PGA Tour, holes 15, 16, and 17 at PGA National are the third toughest stretch of any holes in like over the past 10 years. But holes four, five, and six are the sixth toughest three-hole stretch of any course. Like, that's that's going to be tough. Like, you remember when Brennan Steele was, like, really chalky on DraftKings two years ago and he was, like, nine over? But then he made – he ended up rebounding and make, making the cup somehow? Like – you're gonna wake up like, and this is the first East Coast tournament of the year. Like, you're going to wake up, and normally, as we've seen so far this year, you can get up and like readjust your lineups if you want, have a coffee, you know, make some more lineups uh, before you get in. You will wake up on Thursday, and you might be done for the week on DraftKings.
0: That is very true. You'll scroll to the bottom, and there will already be catastrophes happening.
1: Yeah, I did it with Zach Blair here one year. I was like, Zach Blair, he's making a move. And I think he was like 17 over. It was not good. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about the favorites. Did you? Yeah, I mean, you've looked at the board. I was stunned when I looked at the favorites and saw that Tommy Fleetwood is actually the favorite in this field at 10 to 1. A field that includes Brooks Kepka and Ricky Fowler, who are 11 and 12. Those are the big three. Woodland's 20. Rose is 22. Louis's 25. Billy Ho is 28. And that's it in terms of guys below 30 to one. It's funny, quick glance at this. I like Horschel. I think I uh, played well. Harry's played really well. Two weeks in a row was second in the field last week at Mexico. And like, eventually Rose is just going to be too low versus his, like his skill baseline. He's been bad so far this year, but 22 to one for Rose in a field this week seems pretty good.
0: Rose does feel like they're, they're tempting you there. Um, not, not not as I don't feel as negative about it as I felt like probably when I really was like anti Brooks at Riviera, but I don't know. I would probably I, I I told you I like losers. I'd rather Woodland or Horschel than uh, than Rose at this very moment in time. That is that is just me, Pat. I don't mean to direct this thing, uh, and I don't want to tell you. Dude, did we forget to do like winners and and all that fun stuff or?
1: No, no, I, I did that off the top. You just weren't listening.
0: See, exactly. I got the uh sorry. Sun in sun in my brain. Um apologies.
1: It's okay. Do you want to tack- uh, yeah, so- Did do, do, do you want to tackle the top cuz I took Brooks last year I think he was 9 to 1 I'm getting a better number but like it doesn't need to be Brooks it could be Ricky it could be Tommy like I don't know if I'm super interested in those odds I, obviously I'm super interested in those players but I don't know if I like those numbers next to them at least with the way that Brooks is coming in
0: I would be really embarrassed to power rank how I would bet those top three if I were forced to make a bet there. Uh, people would probably insult me with who I would place third. But that's just me. I don't really, I, yeah, I don't know. This is a hard pill to swallow. I don't think Tommy's as big of a loser, per se. I don't mean that as people seemingly make it out. They make it like the guy's never won anything. Uh, I don't go there. But it's quite jarring um, to see him at the top of an odds board. I tell you, quite jarring. Uh, but as the guys you mentioned in the top, Woodland, Woodland would probably be the guy that I I favor the most.
1: I mean, the stats are telling me Woodland too. Like even last week in Mexico, he was great. He was tied with Horschel, uh, only behind who the hell was it? Someone gained like point one more strokes than he did. Maybe been Dustin because Dustin's still crushing it off the tee. But it was like Bryson horschel and woodland were all tied for second and strokes gained off the t at six like that's a good number and we know that he's done it here in the past like i, I kind of like woodland as well
0: yeah woodland would be my guy um i would also say i'm pretty surprised louis got listen it's an event it's in america um <laughs> So you almost, almost want to put your ex in right away. And he had a horrible early career track record here where he almost stopped playing this event. He literally lives like four minutes from PGA national. I know there's a plethora of local guys. I cannot for the life of me, understand why he doesn't even have a top 20 uh, here in his career. And I was looking at the, at the, doing some of the model at playing around with, um, uh, the Twitter and the models and people hyping. Louie had one of the best putting weeks of his career last year, last week, last week.
1: Yeah. And didn't do anything. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, I'm not betting a Lu- If I'm ever going to bet Louis to win, it's probably, this is a type of course where you think that he would do well. Cause he plays well at really difficult courses, but like you said, he's still never won in America, which is a tough pill to swallow. I prefer to probably to bet him at the U S open at, Cause I, at least I would get like 45 to one or 50 to one. Like Louie who never wins at 25 to one. You said, it's just tough.
0: I do agree with you. Louis does feel like a guy. And I know we put a lot of guys in this basket that, that just feels just as likely to win a, like a huge WGC or something even bigger than he does these, like a, a week field event. Like when it all clicks for him for four days in a row, um, it doesn't matter what event it would be. He probably would win. I, I, I will not bet it, even though I didn't mention his name, I, uh, just for conversation's sake. Let me ask you, if you had to play one of those top three, who would you recommend? Is it just Brooks, just based on, just based on what he could be capable of?
1: I think at this point in time, I'd probably pick Fowler for this, uh, this particular event.
0: Yeah, I mean, look at that, Ricky. He's got a second, a miscut, a first, and a sixth. For all the, I mean, uh, what what was his exact finish in Phoenix?
1: Uh, I can look that up for you. I totally forget. I right think...
0: now, 37th. That's the last time we've seen Ricky. Um, I don't know what to make of that, because like you, I probably might pick him first on this particular track. He is the son of Palm Beach Gardens as uh, as you know, many refer him to in in these parts, but Phoenix, as I've many times pointed out, Pat, over the years, it really, for guys that play so well at Phoenix, it sometimes feels like a litmus test for me for how the whole year is going to go. And maybe I'm over, I'm over um, looking into a couple incidents with Phil, with a bubble, like guys that dominate in Phoenix, but ugly runs in Phoenix for guys that play great in Phoenix, I'm telling you, it's just a feels like a really bad omen. But uh, Ricky off a layoff, uh, I don't know. I love the guy. I'm torn. Uh, it's, hard to, it's hard to find many nice things to say about his game at, at Dimension. I know he seemingly is uh, frustrated as well, I was reading. So we'll see if there's any way you can get off the mat. I guess it could be here.
1: Yeah, I think of the favorites, I'll cross off the first three. I'm just not going to bet them. I'm not going to bet Louis. So Woodland, Rose, or Horschel for me. I'll probably hammer down on that. Like the Rose thing, it's just the number and the quality of player that he's been so bad in his first two starts that we, we've seen him just kind of flip a switch before and maybe just getting on to Bermuda know, back on the East Coast, like all of a sudden it works out better for him.
0: Yeah, you, you could be on to something. And I want to say... I mean, Riviera was so stacked that he was almost like a totally forgotten entity. Wasn't he flirting in like the 30s and like maybe 40 to one at Riviera? Or am I completely misremembering?
1: I, I think, yeah, I think he was in either the low 20s or mid 30s, but like he had just come off a really bad week at Torrey Pines where he was the defending champion. It just, he's not ball striking at all so far and like, he's barely playing, but you know, remember we, we saw this with Molinari last year, like he was awful, he was awful, he was awful. And then he played Bay Hill and he was just great.
0: Yeah, no, you you are absolutely right. Just looking at it right now on the uh, Mike Miller sheets is uh, six weeks ago, he finished second. So that would have been the Singapore event that Kucher won. He followed that up with a miscut and then took a couple weeks off and finished 56th at Riviera, obviously did not play last week. So, I mean, I don't know what you're going to read into that second place in in, in on, on the Japan tour. So I'm just looking at a miscut and a 56th. That yeah. being said, he does own three. He hasn't played here in five years, Pat, but was good for years. That. He, yes, he had a third, a fifth, a fourth and a missed cut. So yeah. And yeah, you know, he he's another guy. I don't know. Does he like, not to say like a woodland clubbing down type player, but yeah, you put this guy in a fairway and he, he'll, he'll go right after those. He'll flush those irons all day. I I agree. I would rather bet Rose than the top three, but my money right now feels like Gary's going to get it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I can see myself even doing like Gary Rose or Gary and Horschel or like two of those guys. Then just dropping way down.
0: Yeah. Here's the thing. I will be overexposed this week. I can be overexposed, but it's a lot more painful when you're overexposed and you have to bet a 10 or 12 to one guy. Like, I can handle my overexposure as long as the card doesn't, like, start till the mid-20s, if you feel me. Yeah. Like, I can allow myself to have a fun overexposure. It gets real—the overexposure goes through the roof. I, you're too exposed if you want to be overexposed and you want to play someone at the very top. Did I make any sense?
1: Yeah, no, I I, I get that. But, I mean, that might not always be the best strategy either. Like, sometimes it is oh, just I, better let's say, to hammer down on these
0: This games. is not—I am going to own this. Um— there will be no, I don't know that I ever bring the most hardcore strategy to the table. I still manage to find my winners. I am putting this out there. Strategy is out the window for me this week. I want team bets.
1: I want our guys. <laughs>
0: okay? That's what I'm here for.
1: All right. Well, if we want our guys, we got to go to the middle tier here because Victor Hovland is 30 to 1 coming off the win in Puerto Rico. And in the most stunning turn of events of all time, for whatever reason, Ben Ann is 33, and Sungjae is 35. Don't quite understand that one. Daniel Berger is also 33. We were, like, excited to back Daniel Berger, but now he's 33-1, to so that's not great. Shane Lowry is 40. EVR is 45. Then you're, like, Neiman, Poulter... English, Palmer, Poston, Westwood, Grio, that whole list of guys. And you have your Coke racks and Connors and Harman's the defending champ, Keith Mitchell at 75, Keegan Bradley at 80, Wolf at 80. Like there's a lot of guys down in this range before we get to the long shots. The only one that really sticks out to me, because I'm kind of torn on burger. I know I should back him, but I really hate that number. Um, M at 35 is kind of interesting. But with the way that, I mean, you just described the wind on how it was this weekend. If the wind keeps up and it looks like there's going to be a bit of rain before the tournament starts, all signs point to Shane Lowry for me. Yes.
0: Uh, I've seen a couple people who I really respect already early in the week uh, pretty much make that exact same sentiment. It's going to be windy. It's going to be ugly. We are seeing Shane Lowry at 40-1 to 1 in this field that's not asking a lot for a guy and he's won some, some big, uh, he's won Sorry, he won the freaking open, but even like putting that aside, he's won a WGC and he won like last year, like one of those big
1: middle East swing,
0: like the European events, uh, sorry, like the middle East events, but they get like so much star power. He brought one of those home last year also. So I am not afraid to, uh, to back Shane Lowry. That seems like a very savvy pick. And I would say, Pat, you could make a real case that um, he doesn't. Even though he's an Open champion, a major champion, he doesn't sort of bring the name cachet. He should not be this high in this field with how his skill set works to how it could play.
1: Yeah, and he's someone like you mentioned. He has these big wins and really at like tough courses too, which is like you won at Bridgestone uh, and he won at the Open Championship in like not ideal conditions. So this course kind of sets up perfectly for him
0: like he's what 15th on the tote board
1: uh he is 14th yeah
0: you could i could i could legitimately argue he could be fourth or fifth
1: probably not fourth or fifth because he's not getting ahead of rose or woodland but yeah you could put him ahead of billy horschel and like it wouldn't look out of place
0: yeah sure Like, I just think he should sort of be in that, you're right, after Rose and Woodland, and I could even argue he could be closer to Woodland, and I overvalue Woodland. But that seems like incredible disrespect. Um, Mainly, I don't love Shane Lowry, but if the Honda plays like 90% of the historical Honda's play, is there a better course fit who isn't like one of the top five names? No, Probably not. I don't think so. Probably and he, not.
1: And, and he's been, like, good but not great at this tournament. But he's played it a few times, which I like to see. I, I just I can't figure out Sungjae. Like, should we just be betting Sungjae at 35? Like, why is he 35 in this field? He's 35 in, like, good fields.
0: I, uh, last night, I was thinking about him a lot. And this number is better than I would have really imagined us getting. So I'm, I am hard on, on potentially being involved there.
1: Um, yes. There, okay, the odds are all over the board this week on some of the guys. Like, EVR, you can I've seen him as low as 35. I've seen him as high as 55. And those numbers, as we record, are still available. Someone like who's going to be super-duper popular this week. So whoever runs the book to put Sam Burns at 66-1 to 1 has his pulse on the community of who people actually want to bet this week. Because I bet him at 125 when we eventually get to long shots. And that number is still available, too. So it's a really good week to kind of go around and try to find the number that you want. But...
0: I've seen uh, Those are great points. I like a guy like Corey Connors. I'm seeing it at like 50. I'm seeing it at 75.
1: Yeah, I, I'm looking. You know, at, the, I, I'm looking at 70 at Corey Connors right now uh, as we speak. So the thing with Berger is guy, he won
0: in Florida. He won the Valspar. He can play the Florida track. That is he, not true. Just, that, is,
1: that is not true. That's fake news. He won Valero, Valero right? in Texas. Shit,
0: sorry. What, fuck, who won Val? Was it fucking Kokrak who blew Valspar then? Oh, Casey won Valspar. I I, I take that back. So, so sometimes pet, it all blurs the,
1: the, He beat Connors the year before. Connors was in the mix the, the year Tiger was in the mix at Valspar.
0: That sorry, okay, so that's where it was, and that was the one that uh, Casey won.
1: Reed missed the putt up the hill. Oh, Reed three putted. Yeah, Reed pulled a Bryson when we, when we had bet on Patrick Reed. Why do my guys love fucking three putting on Sunday for no good reason when I have money on them?
0: <sighs> uh, okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a few guys. in I mean, look, you know, Benny on, like, yeah. I don't know any interest.
1: Are, are we going to back Ben on at 33 to one? Like that's the same thing with burger. Like I want to bet burger. I want to bet Ben and I, I want to bet them at 80. I don't want to bet them at 33. And every time I say this, one of these idiots end up like, ah, uh, I, I'm not super pumped about this betting card. I'm not going to lie to you.
0: Yes, I'm excited about the week. I don't know how I'm going to make a card. That that is true. That being said, Honda says historical. Honda says there are great opportunities. So that's why we're going to try to grind, um, grind on, on this board. I don't know. Neiman fifty. I mean, I don't know. I backed him at Riviera. That like a lot of us. That seemed like a silly call. He's local to the area now in his U.S. residence.
1: Who is it that you said? Neiman. Neiman. Oh, yeah. I, I see Neiman at 55. I don't know. It's a good number, but like, I kind of like Harris English at 60. <laughs>
0: Sorry, you want to know something? The book I should be looking at kicked me off because I was on my Wi-Fi. But if Uh, I go off the Wi-Fi, they don't geo-block me. So I'm going to go back to the book I should be looking at. I apologize.
1: That's okay. I'm just looking at it right now. Strokes game putting on Bermuda over the past 50 rounds. The top five, Kiradesh, Denny McCarthy, Peter Malnati, Sam Burns and Charles Howell III, who actually just withdrew, so don't include him. Von Taylor would actually be next on that list. If we, like, micro it down a little bit to the past 24 rounds. You guys can all find this stuff. FantasyNational.com slash PME and get yourself 20% off. Easy to sort. Strokes game putting on Bermuda over the past 24 rounds, Jeff. Brooks, number one. Sungjae, also tied for number one. Kazire, Super Nintendo Chalmers, and JT Poston. That do anything for you? Should we be betting Peter Malnati?
0: No, but that does kind of make me just want to bet Sungjae and not sort of worry about it.
1: All right, so Lowry. Okay, I'll, I'll go in on Sungjae. So I got Lowry and Sungjae. Those will be my two guys as of right now. I'm going to make a distinction between one of these top guys. After that, like, we can talk about, like, the Westwoods of the world. Or, I mean, we just kind of glossed over EVR. Like, he's a fine play, I guess, but... I, don't know, I think I'd rather go down. Like, I'm more sucked into that. I mentioned Harris English. Even Corey Connors at 70. Russell Knox, who you brought to my attention, is actually in this field. He's at 70. Like, based on the modeling that I've done, he ranks out, like, fourth of all guys. Like, he's coming off two bad weeks in a row. But, I don't know. It seems like he should be good here. This
0: is sort of like how do I put this sort of like the things that would attract me to Lowry would be many of the same things that would attract me to Knox. Obviously I would pay the premium for Lowry, but winning score of like eight under par doesn't make me worry about betting Knox, right? Like I, I can't bet Russell Knox. If I need to make a cavalcade of birdies to win a tournament, I will not bet him in that situation.
1: Why, this is the why, type of situation. Isn't, why isn't Brendan Grace playing? Why can't he just play this tournament? We can bet him.
0: I'll tell you what Alex Norin missed the cut in Puerto Rico and is currently Monday qualifying somewhere nearby
1: if he gets in will you bet him probably Yeah, I think probably I
0: probably well if he gets in do I have to like be writing the books to, like tweeting at the books tonight to post it because that annoys me too because the simple fact that I asked for it will make it lower than it needs to be if you understand what I'm saying
1: Oh, I just, uh, one of the filters on fantasy nationals, you can sort by like difficult scoring courses. So I just did that. The best players over the past 24 rounds on difficult courses, Shane Lowry is number one. EVR is number two, Brooks three, Henry, Harry Higgs, number four, but that's only the 17 rounds. Billy Horschel, number five, Harris English, Sung Jay, Furyk, Knox, Sam Burns, Cameron Percy.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah. So Lowry and Harry Higgs, huh? he's been hot.
0: Do you have any love for Grillo?
1: I should. Was, was it last year or the year before? Like Grillo historically has played this course pretty well. And then like everyone used him either last year or the year before and he missed the cut finally. I think it was last year.
0: Coming off a nice week in Puerto Rico when he finished third, he was like right there. I know he sort of fell off and it became the two-man Hovland uh, teeter teeter finish but i don't know who's right there Uh, i don't mind the guy one bit
1: i don't know i feel like he's overvalued in this field if you're gonna get griot at 60 you can get players that have been substantial players that didn't have to play puerto rico uh are behind him in the odds i'd probably rather back those guys like if i'm gonna take a guy who can't putt like Corey Connors is playing better than emiliano griot yes Yes,
0: Corey Connors is playing better than Emiliano Grio. Oh my God, Pat! I'm sorry. I gotta find another phone because the battery's gonna die on this cordless.
1: You're on a cord. Oh yeah, you are on a cordless phone. Do, do we need to give you like a timeout here?
0: Nope.
1: Oh, you figured Watch it this.
0: out. Oh, hold on. I'm trying to pick you up on the other cordless.
1: Wait, it sounds like you got the 24 beeps in the background.
0: No, yeah, I'm good. Fresh right. battery life cordless.
1: There, there we go. Cordless phone. All the, you being on location. I mean, we're, we're going to get used to this. This is good because you're away next week too, right?
0: I am en route back, but we will make the show happen.
1: I mean, That's we can, all
0: I can promise.
1: I mean, we can just move it to a Tuesday. That could work too.
0: What is next week's Bay Hill, right? Yeah. What's Bryson going to be? 22. I'll bet it.
1: I mean, I I don't know who Uh, else is playing, but.
0: I know Tiger. I assume Tiger and, uh, I don't know. Rory? Good question. Yeah, Rory. Anyhow, okay, back to good stuff.
1: Okay, so um, Keegan Bradley, 80 to 1. He's another guy who plays hard courses really well. So no, I'll take that as a no for you. I just, yes,
0: he plays hard course as well, but it's just, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, not, it's tough to say, like, I want, I, I'm not going to bet Keegan, but I don't mind Russell Knox. I just worry about Keegan, but how do I put this? My concern is that there are ejections around every corner here, but why does that, like, why would that hurt Keegan more than, like, anyone else?
1: Well, Keegan's rarely going to lose, like, he's not going to put it into the water a ton, you would think. Like, he'll just five-putt.
0: Yeah. But you don't, hmm. Yeah, I don't mind Keegan, actually. At 80-1 to
1: in this field? It's a deeper number than we usually get on Keegan.
0: You don't need to, like, I keep going back to you don't need to go super low. Like, you don't need to go super low. You just need to tread water and have one good round and you can win this tournament.
1: Oh yeah. I forgot about this. Uh, He played this two years ago. Uh, He was first in the field, tee to green and lost nine strokes putting
0: (laughs) first in the field. Tee to green lost nine strokes putting
1: good for a T 49.
0: Pat, do you have any love for Westwood here? This is the sort of course
1: where Westwood could win on the PGA tour still.
0: Um, Going back a few years, I know firsthand that Westwood moved pretty much right beside Louis, uh, around the corner from this place in Westwood's effort to be a PGA Tour player. Uh, as we remember, that was an epic failure on Lee Westwood's part. I think it resulted in a breakdown of his marriage. His wife took the kids back to England. Um, he then became a full, he sort of returned back to just being a European Tour player and as we've seen in recent years, has a girlfriend on the bag and is winning tournaments.
1: So you want to back Lee Westwood, or is that just the story you wanted to tell?
0: I'm just telling the story that he 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 should be very familiar with the area. I think the course sets up for things he can do. Like anyone else, there are ejections around every corner. But I don't like Keegan much more than I like Westwood. Like, I, I have no problem with Westwood here this week
1: uh Wyndham Clark well the big difference is Westwood 60 uh, and Keegan's 80 if you don't see a big uh-huh. discrepancy then Keegan's the better bet Wyndham Clark is 66 he was the 54 hole leader, leader. Year last year remember him yes, and, like, K- before- and, K- and KH Lee was in the mix
0: oh that is right that is right yes last year's just sort of remembered by Ke- uh by Keith just ending what would have been the three-way Ricky Brooks playoff that Keegan wouldn't even have been a memory for uh and you do forget Wyndham Clark was the leader on Sunday before it just sort of became those two superstars and Keith. Well, Ricky, yeah, and Ricky hit that crazy putt on 17 too. Oh my God, what a finish.
1: Not ideal for me. Ideal for basically everyone else who watches the show. Not ideal for me. Who? who? Maybe, uh, Keith Mitchell winning.
0: Oh, not <laughs> ideal for you. I didn't know if you were referring to that or Wyndham Clark. I will say this, Pat, on um, the site that doesn't like to chop that, that chops bets very advantageous for its users has Westwood at the 80. If oh. That's something you're
1: interested in. Okay. I, I don't, I don't think that I am like if I'm going to spend some capital, it also it,
0: has Grillo at 80.
1: That's more intriguing than the 50 or the 60 that I'm seeing.
0: Yeah. Weirdly. So, I, weirdly. Like I, th-
1: I I think I like Harris English the best out of those guys still. Fair enough. Yeah,
0: Harris. I I don't mind betting Harris English, but you better accompany that with like an each way.
1: Yeah, I'll probably do. uh, I'll find out what his odds are on that other side. I might bet him to win at a certain number, like bet him top 10 without the each way or not without the uh, dead heats at another. I can tell
0: you since I am looking at it, he is 66 on that other side.
1: All right. So I might just bet him at 66 and then bet him top 10 at whatever the hell that turns out to be.
0: Um, so a couple more guys in this range that I wouldn't mind addressing, uh, one of them people have probably been waiting for us to bring up and I'll keep that on hold. The other, you might get mad at me for even mentioning it. I don't know why, but, uh, any love for Harold Varner the third here?
1: No, I, I mean, I'd probably rather bet Luke list. That's the other guy, baby. What do we think? I, the results have been good for him recently, but he hasn't really been playing well. It's hasn't been
0: playing well. We, we saw, we finally saw a couple really good rounds at Riviera to, to make us be tempted again. He's lost in a playoff here. He is a guy who won't make the putts, but he can make a lot of pars and linger, right? Cause that's what all you got to do. He does do hard course as well. We've, you know, he had that great PGA championship finish, last year i will have money on luke list we'll just put that out there
1: he's gaining big off the tee he's gained strokes putting in three consecutive events
0: oh guaranteed betting must bet luke list
1: now i'm just saying that like he's done that never before in his career Oh, sorry he did oh. it, he did it once before in his career
0: so certain regression coming
1: well sorry it, it, Let's see. No, he actually did it in a stretch at the end of 2016. He had four in a row. So it's been four years.
0: This is a really weird show in that we're obviously not sitting across from each other, but we don't usually have like the 40 to like 80 to one range is like, like this. We're usually just, everything's sort of cooler in that 30 to 40 range. And this is a range that's almost like not even existing on the odds boards. And now it feels like the majority of the tournament is that fifty to eighty to one.
1: Yeah, it's really strange. Like, let's talk about the long shots. Then um, I'm betting Sam Burns at 125 to one. I will not be alone in that. It's probably the worst bet of the week, but I'm doing it anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah, local, right?
1: What's that? Yeah, he puts really well on Bermuda. Like he's been striking the hell out of the ball. But if he doesn't hit a greens, re- if he doesn't hit the green in regulation, it's like an auto bogey at best. That's why I worry about like with Wolf too. Like his short game has been yeah. so bad that he just can't get it. They have no, yeah.
0: no ability to scramble.
1: Yeah. But Burns makes like every putt on Bermuda, so maybe he can piece together a short maybe if he just lucks into making ten footers all week that you know it doesn't matter anymore.
0: There is that. Um I don't I, I will 125 seems quite popular uh, this week as a bet for Sam Burns. And as you mentioned, there are some books that have them chopped in half of that number.
1: Yeah, like those books are savvy. So if you, like, I wouldn't go anything below 100 to 1 on Burns, I don't think.
0: 100
1: to 1 on Burns. Like if you saw, like if there's some books at 125 and some books at 66, that means that 125 will be gone soon. It'll be 100 somewhere. I'd probably still take it at the hundred. Who else? Uh, who do you got for me?
0: Uh, I just like I just like a bunch of uh, a bunch of duds, but I'm just going to go back to the proper the proper book over uh, over a hundred to one. Um, would I be crazy to want to bet? Potentially, be tempted to bet Nick Watney. Why? I feel like he's led. He's always. P- I feel like he's gagged leads here so many times in his career.
1: Is that true? <laughs> like, I, I don't know.
0: Him and, him and Poulter, it feels like. I, mean, I feel I, like I've been up, I have no top at this place.
1: I have no recollection of Watney at this tournament ever, so it just might be blocked out from my mind. Let's see here. Uh, past five, Honda starts 51st, 33rd, 14th, 41st, 24th, so he's made the cut in his past five turns. That's good.
0: Yeah, but when when Nick Watney finishes 14th or 20th, it's not because the heat are Sunday. It's because he was near the top on Sunday and he cratered.
1: Well, wow, that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't really inspire me. I'd probably rather bet like Doc Redman at 175.
0: Listen, this place has delivered delivered super uh, dogs before. Uh, how how bad has K. H. Lee been playing?
1: I feel like he popped up at Riviera, but. Let's see. He was 13th at Riviera on the back of eight strokes putting.
0: Jamie Lovemark, 225 to one. You're betting it. You're asking me to throw out a couple super shots. That one. I'm I'm, I'm asking
1: you, are you actually betting these guys or are you just saying names?
0: At the moment I am saying names because it's just a cavalcade of, I don't know what, what, to do and I'm like I have not made a bet in this range yet you have your Sam Burns bet I have just stared at these guys looking right through the page only because of the history at this event tells me stare at these guys someone could hit you huge I see Siwoo Kim at 225 I know that's a that's that'll just be FOMO life sort of things Um, I don't know man fuck tell me something and Hadley what about him? <laughs> I feel like, oh my God, Tim Anderson used him as his one and done here last year. And he completely cratered and he, oh. and he interacted with us on the internet about it.
1: Poor guy. He Chesson Hadley per the, per the stats that I'm looking at this week over the past 24 rounds is the best triple digit bet on the board for me by the stats. So that's a good thing, right? That would be a good thing, correct? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah,
0: I don't know. Uh, Would you think it, would you have expected it to be shorter than 160 to 1?
1: Yeah, just based on, like, the grouping. Like you had mentioned, like, so rarely in the odds boards do we see a bunch of guys between 50 and 100. It's usually like, you know, there's, six or seven guys below 30 then 30 to 60 is like you know another 15 guys and there's like three guys in between then everyone else is 100 to one i'm kind of surprised he's so far down the board
0: yeah i agree what really does differentiate him from like your boy adam shank
1: nothing except for i bet shank last week and i thought he was going to get there then he did not
0: hmm Trin must be from around here. Because didn't he used to live in Ricky Fowler's house?
1: I did. These are things that you pay attention to that I could just care less about.
0: <laughs> You're absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. I don't know. Remember, Drew, do, do you remember, what tournament did we recently just bet Luke Donald that?
1: Uh, do remember
0: pe- that? Yeah, it was Pebble. He made the Oh, cut. Pebble. Pebble.
1: he ended up maybe made it to sunday (laughs) he was like 500 to one
0: (sighs) i don't know you are going to have a luscious first round leader card this week aren't you
1: maybe that might be like where you know just to throw yeah there's a bunch of guys that i can see winning a round like for example what did i have the thing on Burgoon is the only place played the most consecutive rounds in this field without making a bogey on the bear trap 10 rounds So, I like I said, Sam Burns, 125. I think I'm going to bet Doc Redman at 175 as well.
0: Is there a player in this field? Well, man, that's a lie because there were guys like Ryo Ishikawa in the field last week who's also in this field. Uh, I know Matt Wallace's game isn't trending ideally, but 100-1 to 1 seems pretty good. The guy's a grinder, man. It's a grinder track.
1: It's funny if you can extrapolate anything because he played really well at the PGA Championship last year. So did Luke List. So did Brooks. Uh, like, and Brooks and Luke List have obviously had success at this course in the past. That I, I wonder if there's any sort of crossover with that or if that's just I remember at, at, at Bay Hill, wasn't he like in
0: the mix as Molinari did everything he did last
1: year? Was he? Because I feel like Tommy and Rafa were doing stuff last year. That was early in the tournament. Now, Rafa was there until the end because he hit a bunker shot that he couldn't make. I remember. I had money on him.
0: The, the, the very end, though, Pat, was um, Rory was up there. And there was, oh, my God, a player. a Matthew Fitzpatrick yeah, had the lead on see. Sunday. Yeah. But I'm telling you, Wallace was there because he was, like, very, like, angry after. he Like, he was playing so good, and he, like, blew something late in the round.
1: I, I don't think- know that he could have won, but wasn't Wallace the guy who was making like 60 foot putts and just started moving up the leaderboard?
0: He came Okay, s-
1: fine. He came 6th last year. Uh, at Bay Hill, correct? At, at Bay Hill, yeah, with a No, no. No, no. He was actually more in the mix. He was the final round 71. You know Sung Jay yeah. was 3rd there last year. Rafa was 3rd, Fitzpatrick was 2nd, Tommy was 3rd, Sung Kang, Rory. Hmm. Mm.
0: Is it almost like the books know that this tournament is so prevalent with long shots that they just sort of stuck everyone at 80 to a hundred?
1: I just think that the talent gap between so many of these guys is so close that they just don't know. Why take the hit?
0: Yeah. yeah, I don't know, man like history says bet these guys and it's like to actually click them and put money on them is so hard because you're like how do these guys just not get ejected
1: yeah that would be my problem with it too so hey you ready for some quick picks the the quick picks for the honda classic you ready here
0: yeah Okay. i am i am i can tell you what i got all right i hit, can tell you what i got hit me gary woodland 22 to 1 Sung J M 35 to 1, Shane Lowry 40 to 1.
1: Okay, I'm definitely going to have Sung J and Shane Lowry. I'm already in on Lowry and I'm already in on Sam Burns at 125 and Doc Redmond at 175. Uh, I'm very much considering Woodland at the 20. Uh, I'm going to consider Rose at 22, and I'm going to consider horschel at 28 it won't be all three of those guys so check back in wednesday with me to see where i end up but i'm feeling the lean towards gary here like like you are
0: any love for harry higgs
1: i like harry i didn't
0: mention him he seems like uber popular like people like just can't like just want to bet the guy
1: yeah because he's He's my
0: spirit animal always going one button too low love the guy
1: He, he seems like a great dude why why wouldn't you like him
0: yeah going to be hot if it's going to be hot here on the weekend expect all harry's buttons to be undone
1: i mean maybe just if like be- me maybe if he misses the cut uh we can just sub him in for you on my team at the dfs open and hope no one notices
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh they'll notice you think so <laughs> Yeah, they'll 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 hear they'll hear the sound the ball makes against the face of his club, and they'll know that can't be Feinberg.
1: Oh, by the way, I'm looking at the, <laughs> I'm looking at the uh, the other book you had talked about. All the numbers at the top are better there too. Like Ricky's fourteen, Gary, Gary's twenty two, Rose's twenty five. It's not bad.
0: Even Tommy's twelve there, right? That's yeah. where it starts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I noticed that. I noticed that.
1: I might do Harris English, too, at 66.
0: I'm betting Luke List too. You can throw that into the quick picks. We'll uh, will 100% have Luke Liss money.
1: I, yeah, I'm just going to have to throw 10 bucks on him, so if he wins, yeah. like, I just... Yeah, just because, yeah. yeah. All right, one-and-done picks. I won last week with Bryson, uh, nice second-place finish. So Tim actually hasn't submitted a pick yet, which I find is surprising. And he'll end up just taking, like, one of our guys. Then we'll have to tell him he'll take someone else. Then he'll get triggered. And you know how this goes with him. But for me, I am going to take Shane Lowry.
0: Daniel Berger.
1: You're not betting him, though, right?
0: No. And I, I like I said, for the purposes of our one-and-done Daniel Berger's for Gup's You know, I don't feel that thing until like Wednesday and the mind moves a mile a minute. Every listener who does this thing, I'm sure knows. But for the purposes of our challenge, Daniel Berger, home track. um, I hope he gets it all around, but I won't feel bad burning him
1: one bit. So we'll update you on who Tim Andercust is taking when I release the cheat sheet on Wednesday. You can find out who was Andercust at that point. It's funny because he had a ROM last week, and then he had given up on ROM, and then ROM shot a course record, and then he started cheering for ROM on the internet, and ROM immediately put it in the water It was never heard from again.
0: That is all very true. Uh, Tim has this way. Last week it was Rory on Sunday, and he immediately triple bogeyed. Who will it be this Sunday? Um, stay tuned. I would like to say, as me and you were condoning the the Bryson bets for the Masters, I don't care that he didn't win. People like, he didn't need to win last week for me to think the Masters bet is a good bet. I saw, I've seen everything I need to see. And yeah, guess what? Guys don't win on tour missing all those short putts. Well, Bryson, like, obviously for Bryson to win the Masters, he's going to have to go four days and be a lot better on the weekend hitting the short ones. But we know how fickle that is, and I trust everything Bryson puts into it. That was a ramble. Tim's reply was, I'm betting Woodland to win the Masters. Um, okay, that sucks, because we all love all-around good guy Gary Woodland. I don't know that he can handle the tight lies at Augusta, but I said to Tim, he's going to win the Honda, baby. Gary Woodland, can't wait. Can't oh. wait. Tim picked him to win the Masters. He's just going to win this week.
1: Wow. All right, well, there we go. So, Gary Woodland, maybe I have to get on me. You. you should probably use him as your one and done.
0: Uh, I might. Uh, you know what? Sure, there it is. Switch it up. Screw burger time.
1: Woodland. Screw burger time. Woodland is your one and done. Now I have to make sure that you haven't used Woodland. I don't think you have.
0: I don't think I have.
1: Uh, you have. I don't think yeah, I have. No, you you oh. have. Got to go back to burger. We'll go back to burger. You, used Gary, just, you he, used Gary Woodland at whatever the third tournament of the year was. Career builder? No. Hold on. Did I forget to write down a set of picks? Tory Pines, I think.
0: Oh yeah, yes, that's absolutely right. Um, and then, I, yeah, you, yeah, good call. And I was literally thinking to myself this morning, I should pr- because it's so earlier in the so it's because it's so early in the season still. I should probably just have a list on my phone who I'm using in your thing. Like, why wait like another like six tournaments to go backtrack? Just get myself organized because I'll double pick the same guy and that will suck. And no, I don't you- want to do that.
1: You you used Rory last week, right? Yes, I did. I mean, I'm just writing it now, and Tim used Rom. Oh, Tim can't take Daniel Berger. He's already used him this year.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Tim
0: Tim will Tim will t- I don't know who Tim will take. It's impossible to try. Uh, oh, I, yeah.
1: I, I I haven't seen it yet. I'm gonna say that he's gonna take tommy what he'll call not elite would because this isn't a big tournament that's my guess for tim
0: that is a great point that is a great point that is tim in a nutshell
1: yeah that, that i mean that sounds like a very tim way of thinking just like it's funny because he tweeted out the go john rom thing but he sent us a private message that like two seconds later is like yeah i was just counting out my one and done winnings for when rom wins <laughs> Sorry, Rom and Grio because they were both currently like in the lead, and they both didn't win. Pat, apparently
0: today's Monday qualifier is the most prolific Monday qualifier in the history of PGA Tour. Who's reading this? And I, I can't really tell you that, but from the guy that does the Monday qualifier Twitter info is reporting there were over 6,000 PGA Tour starts and over 212 million in PGA Tour earnings in today's Monday qualifier field. Two guys currently leading in the morning wave have one start and 9,000 career earnings. So whoever's winning the Monday qualifier, as I just read that, no one's ever heard of. But this Monday qualifier is absolutely stacked. And I'm going to get that right. Sorry. I was reading a wrong stat.
1: Wow. Sick story.
0: No, sorry. That is that is total for Monday qualifiers this this year. The Honda Monday qualifier specifically, a PGA tour winner, three hundred and fifty career PGA starts, two hundred and four cuts made, and over fourteen and fourteen point seven million in PGA tour winnings.
1: That's pretty good
0: and robert gargus is apparently currently dominating it.
1: Oh, Gargus. I hope he gets on the first round leader card.
0: I'll tell you what. If I had a friend on tour, it would be Robert Gargus, except he'd get suspended again.
1: <laughs> yeah, you don't want him to get, you don't want him to get kicked off tour he <laughs> needs to make them bucks.
0: Robert Gargus. Uh-oh, I don't want to distract him. Uh, you know, who's smoking in the bushes on number 5 in Honda?
1: <laughs> well, if someone joins you in the bushes at Honda, it probably be Bobby G. Uh, it might, although I need
0: to – the people that seem to be making this running joke that I should be the favored to get arrested in Florida at the DFS Open slash Honda really don't know me very well. They it- make, like, small s- snippets that I've put myself out there with, but I am – I've never thrown a punch. I've never been in a fight. I'm, like, when like <laughs> – Grew up in the suburbs. I've never, like, I've never had an incident with a police officer in my entire life. Granted, blessed, but I'm just saying, no, go put your money on someone else to get arrested. To week, people, well, not like, me, will not be me.
1: We'll have a cuss corner coming out at the end of the week, and we had, we've already recorded it. We'd actually talk about like things you haven't done and get arrested. And of the three of us, the only one who had been arrested was me. So I'm far more likely to get arrested than you.
0: Yes. And, and our boy Paul also checked that box, correct?
1: Uh, no, I don't believe so. Was that a yes or a no, no. Paul? Affirmative. Yeah, see? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was arrested. <laughs> <laughs> if, if there was any confusion. Oh, yes. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, me amongst the people that will be there amongst me and you are, is probably the, fav- the heavy favorite. Although I really hope I don't get thrown in a U.S. slammer. That doesn't sound good
0: home a florida slammer bro
1: at least it would be like a west palm beach slammer i would have to think that those are slightly better
0: (laughs) yeah there might actually be like a mini arcade and like a uh uh, a mini putt in your in your cell in this part of uh florida
1: breaking news tim has chimed in with his one and done pick he's taking ricky fowler
0: you know it's not a bad pick I mean, I guess he's like right at the top of the tout board, Pat. Did you know Ricky Fowler currently one spot ahead of Jordan Spieth on Ryder Cup points? What the hell? Really? How bad has he been? Have I just like given this guy a free pass, not wanting to acknowledge it while making fun of Spieth? Granted, yes, I'm aware. One guy's got three majors. One guy doesn't win and has uh, wear sponsorships for kids' clothing. I get it, but I like him.
1: Yeah, he's. I don't get
0: that. I don't get that in the last year and a half. He's only one spot ahead of of Spieth on Ryder. Like, since the win in Phoenix, has he done anything?
1: Fowler? No. Yeah. I want to say no. He's 25th in the world right now. Uh, His last top 10 was at the Hero World Challenge in a field of 16 people. Uh, Before that, he was T6 at the Open Championship after a good Sunday. But, yeah, not much really going on. He was T2 at the Honda last year.
0: Well, hopefully the prince of Palm Beach Gardens uh, can find his game because it's that time of year.
1: Who's on that team right now, the Ryder Cup team?
0: Reed moved into third. Uh, I know that I saw that JT and Tiger were the last two guys on the auto-qualify, which is pretty funny. Like, that's the back end at the moment.
1: I'm shocked. You want it? I do. I, I mean, do I'm, have
0: it up. Yeah,
1: Brooks, Dustin, Reed, Xander, one, two, three, four, Webb, Woodland, Thomas, Tiger. Oh man, like R- Ricky's in. Spieth is ahead of Ricky, and
0: oh my god, yeah, because this sorry that point I made was looking at it last night, and obviously Spieth, having played, got points.
1: Yeah, so Spieth is ahead of Ricky. They're in sixteenth and seventeenth. Oh like, my god! Like they're god. they're both losing to Chez Revi and Andrew Landry.
0: Oh my god. I, I I am honestly speechless. I knew it wasn't great. I had no idea how bad it was. I'll acknowledge. I own that. I did not know how bad it's been. Oy, oy, oy.
1: Uh, let's see. Right now, on Euro points, Fleetwood, Rom, Rory, Victor, Perez are one, two, three, four. And then it's Willett, Fitzpatrick, Hatton, Wiesberger, Graham, McDowell.
0: Oh, The European team has got to get their right guys winning soon.
1: Yeah, I'm just trying to say so that's, that's just Euro points, though. No, that's that one. One of the first four were Euro points. The other ones were World points.
0: I don't understand that. Where's their team?
1: Like, who who are you missing here? Like, Lowry's not on at the moment. Stenson's not on. Westwood's not on. Raff is not on. Hovland's not on. Sergio's not on. Casey's not on. Peters isn't on. Rose isn't on. Like. None of their guys have been playing well. It's all like the old dudes who keep winning.
0: Yep. Yep. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think the U.S. is going to crush them. Crush them. Just crush them.
1: I, I would think that they're they, they, they would set it up uh, for whistling straights. Like they would definitely set it up like Bombers Paradise, everything advantage U.S. as they should because they're hosting it. Uh.
0: Yes. Okay.
1: All right. I got you get, nothing else. Let's you get back to the heat in Florida. I'll see you this weekend.
0: All the best. Can't wait to uh, – yeah, I can't wait. I'm pretty pumped up for Friday night to get to uh, see everybody. And I kind of put it out there. Like, you might want to introduce yourself to me. Like, tell me what – show me your Twitter avatar. That's I'll it. have a better idea of who you are.
1: I mean <laughs> – if I didn't see it, I have a very poor memory for people and people's names. So I'm just going to, like, you're going to be the only person that I actually know because I see you every week. That, that'll be it. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair I, enough. I, I see, like, I run into my, like, I see my wife's friends, like, five, six, seven times a year. And I just, I can't remember who they are <laughs> ever. Like, I know them to see them. Like, I can remember what we've talked about. Can never remember anyone's name.
0: I'm with I'm, you. I'm very I'm the, much in, that, in that boat.
1: Anyway. I'm Jeff, also like...
0: Go ahead. Sorry, I was going to say, I'm also like, I feel like in real life, very socially awkward. So we'll see how the week goes.
1: <laughs> I feel like that's how you and I differ. <laughs> what do you mean? I, I, I'm i not a very socially awkward individual.
0: No, no, no. I don't even mean to. I don't know. I just... Uh, but you know what? I'll I'll be... Of all that liquid courage, it'll be like, you know, recording a podcast for three days straight. Not implying I do the podcast drunk.
1: I mean, you better hope it's that way.
0: Yes. (laughs) You're not wrong. I very much hope it is that way.
1: All right. Jeff Feinberg at GFeinberg17 on the Twitters at the PME. For me, Facebook, where the cheat sheet will be on Wednesday, Instagram and Twitter, I told you about the two giveaways that you can get into playing the PME Open on DraftKings and get 20% off FantasyNational.com when you put in FantasyNational.com slash PME. Go do that right now! Anyway, I'm Pat Mayo. Thank you for watching. Good luck with the Honda Classic. I'll see you next time.
0: Family experience! Experience!